Well, hi everyone on this rather grey and miserable Friday here. And thank you for coming and joining us to hear a really inspiring podcast that is part of our series of talking about women in menopause, their journeys, their issues, and how we can help them. Today, we're going to touch on a subject that is dear to so many of our hearts and that causes us so many issues as women throughout the whole of our lives. I might say it does men too, but not in the same way. And that is the word diet. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear my wonderful guest, Fiona Whitfield today. I know that she is a women's health and empowerment coach, and she works a lot through her business, The Life Reboot, about Maybe I should say the not diet and how we yes. can really have healthier. Welcome to A Little Breathing Space, Fiona. Thank you, Clarissa. It's lovely to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself first, Fiona, for our listeners. Uh, right. And this is where the real journey begins, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> because having been on so many different diets for decades and um, I think I've tried them all, I eventually came into fitness about 20 years ago and I guess it was for me to try and resolve my own issues (laughs) and also to help other people and and really it stemmed from there I've seen thousands and thousands of women mainly over the years trying so bloody hard can I swear you can swear (laughs) absolutely (laughs) trying so hard to try and look and feel better and there's been so much effort and so much energy in in these women and coming up to the menopause and I am the other side myself I then started to look at the cha- the hormonal changes, thinking, is, is that it? Is that the, the golden nugget? Is that the thing that we need to look at as women? Maybe it's our hormones. That's why we're struggling. That's why we're trying so hard. Mm. And uh, then going on to train in an energy therapy. And this, for me, feels like the final piece of the puzzle it's never just one thing, is it? So as my own journey evolved and unfolded and I've come out the other side, then my desire to help other women has come out of that, really. That's fantastic. And I think you really touched on an important point there. It was just these thousands of that, I would say we say millions of women struggling mm. with whatever it is, trying to look maybe maybe that's the question, trying to look a certain way absolutely, and, and, and then struggling and doing horrible things to themselves around food, which is meant to be about nourishment and joy. And in my mind, I don't know, I'd love to hear much more from you, but, but it certainly isn't about depriving yourself and putting yourself through weird diets. And boy, have there been some weird oh. ones out there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. One of my favorites was one back in the 70s, which was my Vogue, which started out with a black coffee in the morning and a fag. <laughs> I was cigarettes, so if anyone's American, black <laughs> coffee like and cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and then, And then a glass of wine, another cigarette, another black coffee at lunchtime. And there was some... Food, but just like, what, what is going on? Oh my god! And, and yes, the deprivation that goes into it, and the forcing. Mm. And I do say feeling good because I think women often want to look good, but we want to look good so that we feel good about ourselves. Yeah. We might not realise that initially, but that's what it all boils down to. I mean, I don't think if you're 
if you're a certain, you know, you're at what I call mythical size X, if you get there and you're miserable, what's the point? <laughs> There's no point in that. And I think Absolutely. there is this myth- mythical thing mm-hmm. that, that is there about you're supposed to be, I don't know, a certain weight or a certain shape. And, and that's evolved horribly, I think, in recent mm-hmm. years with no help from certain celebrities. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, but certainly I think this has been something that's been there in like our mother's era as well. It was there in the 50s, you know, maybe yeah. even in Victorian times where women laced them. They didn't maybe deprive themselves of food, but they certainly laced themselves into horrible things. So we've, we've carried Absolutely. this burden around for a long time, haven't we? You are so right. It is a burden. Yes. Yes. So, you know, where do you think all this pressure comes from? Do you think it comes from the outside world or, or does it come internally from, from women? I think it's a bit of both. But um, in latter years, I've realized more and more about the patriarchy and, and I don't go into it a lot and I'm not going to certainly here. But no. I think uh, there is a school of thought that it's, men wanting to keep women small because they're scared of our power in a nutshell and and I sort of I I ponder that so I would invite people to ponder that one and to see whether it makes sense not to bash men but because I think it comes out so much of this comes out of fear and fear that we're not good enough and that's our own internal thing Mm. outside pressure particularly from the media and oh my goodness, social media and those celebrities, you know, we we look to that and we end up with comparisonitis often Mm -hmm. if we're not feeling good enough in ourselves and looking outside and going, well, I should look like that because that's what the outside world is telling me to do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a little bit of, of both going on there, but yeah. Yeah, that's probably true, isn't it? We we have a lot of shoulds. Should is a word yeah. I think women maybe don't verbalise, but certainly steers their actions a lot of the time. Absolutely. Yeah, Completely then, agree. Yeah, you're right. And then some of it is this pressure from social media that I think has intensified, particularly with the rise of Instagram. I mean, I'm on Instagram, but I have issues with it as well. it's a bit of a love hate isn't it (laughs) yeah i think it is a bit of a love hate you want to be there but at the same time there's a lot of a lot of images put up that are not Mm -hmm. um are not very good that that our younger women are particularly following absolutely and i think they i sometimes talk about being about wanting to be instagram ready with self-care and (laughs) what i mean by that is you know we see the pictures of oh look at the spa and look at me having a beautiful time out in the woods or whatever and and really is this the stuff that is lighting our hearts is this the real stuff and i think it's time to get real and yes there can be some very positive stories out there in social media land <laughs> mm. but um is it is it the real is it the truth is it what is really honoring us and sometimes it's not and we pay lip service to it i think um, yeah oh yes. <laughs> yes yes i think we all do i mean and then we've all been on the diet and we've all done it and we've all mm. been on ha- and a lot of us have been very unhappy or we've been on it and felt happier. I don't know mm. for your perspective, you go on the diet and you feel a bit better because you start to whatever is lose this weight that you've got 
your issue with, even though you might be perfectly okay. I mean, there are, yes. there are different grades. I mean, there are grades yes. there are people who need a different sort of intervention, but we might be actually within an okay range and we feel a little better and then we pile it back on. And then what? Mm. Mm. This is the, the most common thing that people talk to me about women, obviously. I have had one man once manage to <laughs> creep in. Get <laughs> 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 away. And he did really well. He was with his wife and he did really well. And I think she banned him from working with me. <laughs> <laughs> she had the severe comparisonitis. But, <laughs> but yes, the, we can keep things up. And it's like a honeymoon period with a diet. We can keep it up for a while and we feel good and we get into this upward spiral of, of positive emotion and positive energy. But the thing is, is so often what we're doing is not sustainable. Um, and it's this kind of picture perfect idea of what a diet should be. It's not a lack of knowledge, by the way, because we all have access to knowledge and we all know. Yes. But we are trying to do something which is not achievable long term or certainly in real life because when life happens, and it does, <laughs> when life happens, and even if it's going on holiday, we go on holiday and then we talk about falling off the wagon in inverted commas, don't we? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Out. Yeah. And then after the holiday, it's difficult to get back on. And I hear this over and over again. I can do it for a while, but, and the problem with that is it lends itself to yo-yo dieting, which actually fundamentally changes our set point, our set weight point. Mm. This has been studied yeah. quite a lot and we end up heavier. Eek! Eek! <laughs> That's worse. And that must feel emotionally so mm. draining. Yeah. And, and I think this is not talked about enough because we get the high, the diet high. Yes, look at me, I'm feeling good and all the rest of that. And then the, the, the crash afterwards, it's like, you know, it's like the hangover after the diet where yeah. we're saying to ourselves, oh, well, you're stupid. You're no good. You can't do it. It's because you're rubbish. And this stuff might not be conscious, but it's yeah. going on at a subconscious level. And you get the kind of physiologically you get the shoulders dropping and the oh mm. god okay, yeah. okay i have to do it again and everything about all of that the energy about all of that is drag yourself back up come on just do it you can do it yeah yeah and especially at this time of year we're going into christmas aren't we mm -hmm. and then all the guilt i mean there's a that's a terrible emotion i mean it's very guilt and shame are really Ugly, mm. uh, they're ugly, and I don't think emotions have good or bad actually, from my perspective and the way I work. But it is a kind of an ugly inward turned emotion. And then mm. I, in January, doesn't everybody then start thinking about, oh my god, I've eaten all this stuff, and, and the joy of Christmas that the connection, the having fun, the enjoying the food wiped out and onto some horrific diet in January. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and you know hands up I've done that my fair share as well you know <laughs> and um, and what is it that drives us to do that in January it is slightly bonkers isn't it but um yeah um Christmas yes wouldn't it be lovely if we could actually enjoy Christmas put all that guilt and shame aside and I agree with you the I mean, I do use the word negative and positive emotions, but the better term is supportive and unsupportive, really. Yeah, yeah. And even that is not entirely correct, no. is it? Because all of the emotions 
they're there for a purpose and they they can give us such valuable information it's just whether it it's not serving you longer term yes to have the guilt and the shame but if you're stuck in guilt and shame that's no fun and particularly around christmas is it (laughs) and um and I know I had my fair share of eating mince pies in the cupboard or, you know, behind closed doors where it doesn't count and shoveling oh, it yeah. in. <laughs> and honestly, what are we doing to ourselves if we're doing that? We're hiding, we're hiding the chocolates and the bickies. I secret. Well, I, I actually worked with someone. I mean, she had a lot of issues with diet. And um, we used to go in a lot on food tasting. She said, well, this doesn't count in my calories then. And then she sort of mm. eat all this stuff. And we're like, wow. And then she'd be at the rest of them. Food boxes were like little, little counted morsels oh of things. God. And I think, oh, just have, a, just have a decent lunch, you know, yeah. this weirdness. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and because food's a tricky one, isn't it? Because we associate it so much, particularly at Christmas, yeah. with events. And, you know, it's supposed to be about love and joy and all the rest of that and then if we've got that guilt and shame going on of I can't or or what so many people tend to do is I'll have that glass of wine or two or whatever and then the next day I'm gonna be really mean to myself I'm not gonna eat this I'm gonna beast it at the gym and (laughs) I'm going to be good I'm going to be good yes that that's the that's the sort of message as if we weren't good yes and but when we talk about being good we're not going to really be good. What is being good anyway? Oh, there's another That's subject. A bit. We could unpack that one <laughs> in a whole podcast on itself. Yeah. Being good. <laughs> but you mentioned at the start there, Fiona, that a lot of women get into the menopause or perimenopause years and then this blame is get put onto it's just my hormones. Mm. Is there any truth in that? There is a little bit of truth, actually, but there is... There is a little piece of gold in the menopause, which I'll, I'll tell you about because I'm sure you want to know. Um, <laughs> but what happens at menopause is as our hormones change and we have slightly less estrogen and slightly less progesterone, which have some protective um, benefits, estrogen itself has over 400 functions in the body, Jeez. which is mind blowing, isn't it's it? A mind blo- it's it's a, such a vital hormone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so we do, we do then make these hormones, particularly from our adrenal glands. Yeah. And if, therefore, if we're kind of, if we've kind of got stress going through menopause and, you know, hands up who hasn't got stress going through <laughs> menopause. <laughs> so yeah. when we have that, that's one of the reasons why it's harder to make it because the, the, your stress glands are going to be prioritizing stress i.e. saving your life over such a minor thing as estrogen and progesterone. Yep. And, and so it does settle down afterwards. And when we don't have so much estrogen, and particularly stress hormones kicking in, we have even less than we might naturally going through menopause. Mm-hmm. Estrogen has a protective effect around stress. So there's a little bit of a spiral going on, and mm-hmm. what's first, the chicken and the egg? Yes. And we become more stress reactive. And yep. when, when we become more stress reactive, we're actually going to be not, we're not going to be metabolizing as much. Yeah. And therefore, we're going to store things very handily around our waist. Yes, because that's what the body 
that's our most basic yeah. primitive self absolutely say i'm under pressure now there might not be yeah. hunter gatherer mindset yeah. food next time so i'll store fat for the mm -hmm. for the difficult time yeah because well, your body thinks that you know there's you, a bear's chasing you or whatever your life is in danger oh my god i've got no time to metabolize and deal with this food i'm just going to stick it here I've got a handy storage facility i'm going to put it here it's going to be close to the liver so i could use it in the future yes what a genius idea <laughs> brilliant body just not yeah. designed for a digital sedentary world <laughs> no exactly and we also become more insulin sensitive and so the upshot of that is oh guess what storing around your waist obviously i've massively simplified this but yes. what happens in a nutshell so that's the hormonal disadvantage as it were mm. yeah so, hormonal? So, so there we Go are we're, we're, we're a little bit hormonally disadvantaged there is a little grain of truth in that yes but, but then we can't blame everything on our on our hormones either no, we can't. And, and um, do you want to know the advantage, the hormonal advantage? I'd I don't want to leave it all no, green. I want green. to hear the advantage. <laughs> <laughs> so the upshot of that is we are slightly higher in testosterone. So there's a relative um, rise in testosterone. And this is where we come into our own, really, in the menopause. Because I call it the middle finger years for yes. a reason. Because we're less likely to say yes to people. Because hormonally, we don't have as much estrogen. We're not really wanting to care for people. I don't, that sounds really awful, but no, you know, we no, don't have that, you know, oh, let me look after you all and, you know, sweep you up in my arms. So this is a chance when we go, oh, hang on, what about me? What about what I want? Yes. What about my needs? And let me think about taking care of me. Yay! Yay! And I think that, that we see that particularly as the menopause comes towards the end. Mm -hmm. This is when we see women saying, stuff this job, I'm not working for mm -hmm. you anymore. Chucking their husbands in. There's a yep. huge divorce rate in this yep. age group. You get your kids out the door now, you're gone, and, and you're suddenly choosing your friends. And we see women, yeah. particularly uh, post-menopause, revolutionizing their lives. And of course, this is, this is the Absolutely. testosterone and the reduction in both of those hormones, progesterone and progesterone, with Bristol being all sort of cuddly and calmy mm. and lovey. And, and that's gone. You know, that, yes. that's sort of down to its it, a base level. We're much more like a man in some ways. But, yes, the, yes. We can even see the similarities in change of body shape as well. But there is, that, you know, obviously there are things that we can do about that too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so how do you start to address, you know, the fact that we're so different? I mean, in terms of then uh, how we're going to eat and and be in this this time of life around sort of our body shape etc well i think one of the most important things is to is to stop fighting what's going on because we know when we are in a state of stress our bodies hold on to the stuff that we don't want holding on and particularly around the waist for women um and if you're at a, if you're a pear shape, it's an advantage because if you're straight up and down, it's, it's more visible, isn't it? But one of the things to do is to start to think about what really lights you up in terms of movement, in terms of food, and in terms of self-care. When we yes. can, instead of thinking, when I feel like, myth, when I am mythical size X, then I'll be yes. happy. 
switch that to think, what can I do to be happy now? Because as soon as we start flooding our body with the feel-good hormones, Mm. it's so much easier to be healthier and fitter and happier. Yes, absolutely. That that whole thing about uh, being fitter um, and being happy. I mean, you're obviously you're wiring the brain differently, and yeah. then and then um, by moving more, we feel happier. We're reducing our stress. We're taking mm-hmm. pressure off the system. We've got a little bit more of whatever estrogen and progesterone are available. Yeah, and it's it, it's a cycle. It's a dynamic sort of system. It yeah. really is. And I think there's this old school thinking of um, it's got to be difficult. I've got to force myself, I've got to grab all the willpower. And, and if it's too easy, then that's not going to, you know, it's not good enough. We, we've got this learned behavior and learned way of doing things. And if it's not working, then why don't we just switch that around? Yeah, to make it hard for ourselves, make it yes. make it tough on ourselves, and I see I see that in the sort of exercise side of things as well. That suddenly women are being told to exercise like crazy. I was talking to another yeah. another menopause expert the, a few days ago, and she was saying, "Where does this come from? That suddenly oh, yeah. we are supposed to be powering it in the gym." punishing ourselves there we're Mm. eating very strange diets i have clients who eat extremely strange strange diets and i'm I'm like okay where does this come from you know Mm -hmm. very strange very strange things they start to eat and do and then and then at the same time beating themselves up and thinking this is got you're right so hard we've got to go through it with a sense of stoicism and uh, that that comes from yeah ancient age but but really what are they what are they doing to themselves you know i wonder how closely that is linked with this sort of relative rise in testosterone and feeling the need but i think this is where the media place have so much pressure and and so much to answer for oh yes and and really you know when women are going to boot camp and yes boot camp can be great but going to boot camp and having pelvic floor issues and, and wetting themselves, that is not something to be proud of. No. And, yeah. Well, you're not listening to your body, are you, then? You're disconnected. That is key. That is really, really the key thing, I yeah. think. Yeah, <laughs> it is, start it to is listen. Tune in to this amazing system because it will be telling you. And if you're not feeling happy... Mm. you know and then you feel if you feel pain if you feel unhappy and it's it's dragging you down there's time to stop and listen and and absolutely back in again to this this body and say well what does make me feel good and you know to use this time as a hormonal change as a little tap on the shoulder really is to go oh hang on a minute what do I want for my life how do I want to feel what kind of things bring me joy and if ballroom dancing is what lights you up and you go oh my god I can't wait to go ballroom (laughs) stop going to the gym and flogging it out because it's just exactly yeah yeah I don't know why you wouldn't ballroom dance instead you know absolutely who doesn't love a few sequins anyway (laughs) (laughs) I do a little bit I do a little bit I think it's fun I mean I've done a bit of dancing myself you know I wasn't good at it I had two left feet and I felt very sorry for the young guy that had to be partnered (laughs) up with me I was like well hell I'm having a good time and if I can't do it right well I'm you know absolutely absolutely so having that you know reframing and going okay how can I do this in a way that I feel good about it stuff what everyone's telling me what to do what's right for me to do and I think that 
that is such a good attitude to have. It, it takes a bit of doing and it takes quite a bit of failing sometimes. And we, we don't talk about that, but yeah. you know, we can try things and I really, I really encourage my women to have some curiosity. So rather than, Oh my God, I'm shit. I've failed. But you know, a little bit like designing the light bulb and taking a thousand times to do it. It's like, oh, let me see. Does this work for my body? Hmm, maybe not. Let me try the next thing. Exactly. And, and so that, that applies as well to sort of diet and food when you talk to women about that, to try and find something that's, I mean, healthy, yes, but that works, that works for them. Too right. I mean, if, for example, we've talked about clean eating for a while, haven't we? Quite a few yes. years, it's been yes. very popular. And it can be one of the things that women particularly get quite obsessed about and feeling that yes. it's got to be, let's say, a piece of fish and some broccoli and, you know, oh, God forbid I have any carbs. I'm not going to have those. So, but how dull is that to have all the time? You know, yes. what is it that you can have if you like? that then that's great but what can make you really enjoy that so you're you don't have to salivate for every meal but so that you you're looking forward to it and you feel like it's really nourishing your body and and we have that capability it's just tapping into it again yeah and I think that's a really strong point the body has that ability that's the body's inner messaging system yes and we're Completely. not and we're not tapped and i think women aren't tapped into that. i think lots of us anyway are mm -hmm. not tapped in irrespective mm -hmm. of what age we are we are not listening to subtle signals we're listening to uh, things in our heads absolutely yeah things in our heads and this might be you know generationally for those of us who had mums who did the diets back in the 70s and 60s and so on yeah. you know it's learned behavior it's from the media it's beliefs about ourselves that we're actually not capable of doing this whole eating healthily and looking after ourselves thing by ourselves Ooh. how can we trust ourselves you know <laughs> but the thing you said that earlier on i mean everybody knows what healthy eating looks like there's no mm -hmm. one who doesn't know how yeah. to do that Everybody, everybody knows that sitting on a couch eating pizza and drinking coke or whatever and a lot of chips and biscuits is good. We, we don't yeah. need that kind of advice. We need to let our body know what it needs and give, yes. it, and give it that. And when the hand reaches for the biscuit, maybe there's a little moment of, of pausing. And, yeah. Yes, and one of my very, very favorite techniques is surfing the urge with that is to be able to press pause as I, I say when the ha when the hands in the biscuit tin or even more so if the biscuit is just about to get to your mouth <laughs> press pause and go oh hang on a minute what's really going on here yeah. do I want this biscuit or whatever that thing is do yeah. I want what, what what do I feel like in my body is it trying to fill an emotional need yes that could be boredom or procrastination or loneliness or stress or whatever yeah. And to just notice what you're really doing, because we can stuff down our emotions with food really well. <laughs> oh, yes. That, and, that, and that is for many people, the, the way to manage emotions is, yeah. is that or coffee or wine. They're mm -hmm. big for on women's and menopausal women's agenda. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and sometimes you might be better to read a book, listen to some music. Mm hmm. Certainly, to identify what's going on and find an, another strategy that is not food related. Um, 
so that you're able to be more authentic. So we're not constantly, we use food to anesthetize. I can't even say that. Numb. <laughs> we anesthetize. Yes, <laughs> thank <hard> you. <laughs> we, need, we use food to numb ourselves <laughs> so much. That we, and that's partly because we haven't learned to deal with our emotions and we feel that we're at the mercy of our emotions. And again, there's something we can do about that as well. So um, it's, it's relearning new techniques for dealing with those emotions. Get them out. If it's anger, shout into a cushion. You know, there are lots of helpful things that we can do. We can certainly do lots of those things. And, and recognizing it, as you said, not pushing it down. And yeah. when, we, when we do things like eat sweet stuff or, or take that glass of wine, we can use that to push the emotion down. Yeah, yeah. We, we really, really can. And, and yeah. therefore, we're kind of pretending that all is okay and that it's not there, right? <laughs> oh, yes, I just kind of squashed it a little bit. <laughs> That's very true. If you had three tips, Fiona, that you would give your any client or any of my listeners here to get started on, on that sort of different way of thinking around making yourself happier, stopping and pausing, what would it be? That's a really good one. Now, well, surfing the urge is one of my favorites, but I've already said that. So let's see if I can find another one as well. <laughs> but the, the very first thing is to just almost put the, the blinkers on and stop watching other people. And a good way to do this is to spend a bit of time daydreaming about the things that you love to do. And we'll start with movement wise, because that's the easiest one to get in really. What kind of things is your heart calling out for and brain dump brain dump anything and everything don't vet it because when you vet it you stop this creative process of what you're yeah. really wanting to do and um i know i had a friend who went synchronized swimming and i was like oh that's great it was an hour away and she loved it so much she went every week so certainly <sighs> don't start putting down the barriers and going oh well you know i might not get that there Ooh, just I've done to- that one <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, you might discover something, and often this goes back to childhood, so really write it all down. What would you do if you could have all the time in the world and money wasn't an object, just be free with it and see what comes from that? Write it all down and then circle the top five that you go, ooh, the things that make you kind of smile and tingle and go, ooh, yes, maybe, maybe, could I? And when you've got that kind of curiosity, that is a really good place to start. That is a wonderful place to start. And that encourages us to move, which is obviously good for anything if we have around our weight. It's good for your brain. Yeah. Uh, And and then you start to want to take care of yourself in other ways too. I love that. I think that's an absolutely wonderful way. So, you know, everybody out there listening, (laughs) take on board that tip because it's very simple to do. Just quite reflective time. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. And um, the other one is actually a tip from a friend of mine called Hattie, who's a voice coach and does all kinds of other clever things as well. But she coined the term SMOG, the acronym SMOG, around the words to pay attention to. So anytime you use these words, which are should, must, ought and got. Oh, yes. Anytime you're saying those words... And it can even be expanded to schmong, but it doesn't sound quite so sexy, (laughs) which is should, have, must, ought, need to, and got. But smog is easier. 
anytime you're yeah. yeah yeah anytime you're using those words just again press pause and if you're saying I've, I've got to go to the gym the energy of got is quite forceful it's quite pushing yeah. uh, you know so instead to I'd love to go to the gym. I can't wait to go to the gym. If you're saying those words, then you're on the right track. So any smogging about anything is a little bing, bing, bing in your head yeah. to go, okay. <laughs> no, that's not, a, yeah. not very good. No, yeah, smog's absolutely. a horrible word as well. If you put it together, yeah. <laughs> can't bring up any good images in our, in our minds no. right now. You know, and I love that. I really love that. That's, that is so true that those words dominate our lives, particularly yeah. women, and cause mm -hmm. a lot of pain to us. We're not being authentic when we... Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're really not honouring ourselves. You know, should is such a... You know, oh. gets, if, if there was a word that got points for being used, it would be, I think it would be should around <laughs> menopause. This, yeah. Yeah. I think any woman's life, actually, but definitely yeah. around menopause when we we have an awful lot going on in yeah. our. I mean, there's a lot going on, despite in in addition to our body changes, mm. life just feels a lot and mm. should, even though we're not voicing it almost. Mm -hmm. You know, out loud we might be, but it's running in our whole life. Mm -hmm. We yeah. should be doing, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. My, my teacher, she wrote a big thing about, uh, and she wrote this huge little piece in her book, Mindfulness for Women. And it was all about, it, it said like, oh yes, and I'll just organize a children's party. And oh yeah, I'll take that board position. And yeah, I'll renovate this house. And I'll just catch up on 15 different social media posts now because I should do this. Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's bonkers, isn't it? <laughs> it's bonkers. <laughs> so I love those tips, Fiona. And I've just I, loved talking to you too. I've got, and, and can I squeeze in one more? because oh, it's yes, very please. good for Christmas it's my extra one and people get really surprised when I say this one I want you to give yourself permission to eat the thing that you love the most oh yeah and to eat it in a kind of French way so none of that hiding in the cupboard but to really sit down and to look at it and savor it and taste it and you know the whole mindful eating to really enjoy it yeah. because if you love it it's like a pink elephant, you know, don't think of a pink elephant. As soon as you say, oh, I, I should, again, here's should, I, or I shouldn't have that. Give yourself permission and really enjoy it. I love it. That's, that's the, the best thing you can do because it doesn't have to be a big piece. I mean, that is no. the savoring, that yeah. little chocolate, that mm -hmm. good glass of wine. That's what French mm -hmm. people do all the time. Absolutely. Well, that's why, you know, yeah. it's all in that why yeah. French women don't get fat book. Yes. <laughs> that's what Absolutely. it's about a small, a small thing that you love yeah. it's beautiful and, and what often happens even if you think oh, i'm going to have that big piece of chocolate cake nine times out of ten you'll eat a third of it and go actually i don't want any more so it's really helping to learn about you know what things you really do want and what things you don't so yes i think that's one we can all take with us and and do today i think all of those yeah. tips are so wonderful fiona because we can do all of them starting now we don't know we don't need to should think we need to do them we just can yeah uh, and 
we can feel the difference. So I challenge listeners out there to take these wonderful tips of writing down the things you enjoy around movement and, and make that part of your whole fitness movement uh, lifestyle. Add smog, you know, that's it. Should, must, ought, and uh, got out yeah. of the vocabulary, please. And <laughs> savor one thing you enjoy. Oh, they're the best tips I've heard around eating and dieting. In Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I have loved talking to you. I think Me you've too. Given so much lovely value to my listeners. So, Fiona, as a last thing, where can people get in touch with you? Well, I hang out a lot on Facebook, not so much Instagram, but I'm on Facebook at Fiona Whitfield, the Life Reboot, and my website, which is thelifereboot.co.uk. Wonderful. Thank you once again, Fiona. Thank you very much and have a lovely Christmas. <laughs> and the same to you. Well, guys, I thought that was just such an inspiring conversation. We talked about a lot of different things around diet, emotions, and a lot of really great tips. So check out Fiona's website, thelifereboot.co.uk, and check her out on Facebook too. Wonderful. And I'm going to leave you now, and I hope that we'll see you soon. Until then, go well. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.